May they benefit your kingdom. In Jesus' precious name, amen. How'd you find the card so fast? I'm a speaker of lady language. I hear their voices in my head, much like Beethoven heard music. No, I think it was just voices. Either way, I've got a card, you don't. I'm trying to find one with the right words. I just I can't find one that really describes how I feel. Here, this one. This one. This is the one. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. Sugar is sweet and so is honey. I bought you this card because I had no money. <laughs> that is so you. No, it's not. Yes, it no, is. No, it's not. It's not me. What are you trying to say? I need a card that says, I don't deserve you. I never have and I never will. From the moment that I first saw you, I knew that I wanted to be with you, to know you, to understand you. I am humbled that you chose me. I have married out of my league, and there's not a day that goes by that I don't recognize that fact. And I've never, I've never taken our vows lightly. What do I say to the mother of my children, my best friend, my soulmate? I love you can just sound so cliche and trite, but it's the only words that I know. I love you. I mean, that would be a card, you know? That would be a card that I'd want to buy. What's the matter? What happened? Don't look at me. Okay. okay. Well, well, look away. I, I, I have. Well, what's the matter? <laughs> it's like I'm a swimming pool, and your words are like cannonballs landing. Pull yourself together, man. Attention, everybody. We are in the presence of a true wordsmith. No, we're not. Allow his words to be the wings on which your cards fly. No. No. I want what he's having. Okay, we need to go. We need to go right now. So I've got an idea. We'll get those cards that are blank on the inside, and we'll write your words on them, and then we'll give them to our ladies. But we have to write in calligraphy. I'm just going to take your card. Wait, wait. What was that part about the true uh, soulmates? You need a pen. You're going to write this down. That stuff is gold. That'll give me a whole Sunday of football. Can any guy relate out there? This guy here was trying to find the perfect card to, to say something special to his wife. He wanted to take it, it to a new level in his relationship with his, with, in his marriage, a re, new level in his relationship with his wife. What he's trying to do is trying to increase intimacy in his marriage. And now I know the minute that I say the word intimacy, our minds tend to think, oh, no, where is he going? Guy, girl, th no, I don't want to talk about that today. I'm not here to, uh, to give you spice tips in your marriage or anything like that. What I want to talk to you this morning about is intimacy with God. Intimacy with God. Because here's the thing, God has a desire to be intimate with you. And he, has the he wants you to have the desire to be intimate with him. 
if I, if I can know one truth, it's this. He has and he always has had a desire to have an intimate relationship with you and with me. In second, or 1 Timothy 2, verse 4, it says, God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. You know what that tells me? He wants a relationship with me. He wants a relationship with you. He wants that to go beyond the norm. He wants an intimate relationship with us. And I want to talk with you this morning about that, intimacy with God. Now, as a, a youth, I remember uh, sitting in youth group, and my youth pastor began to talk about intimacy with God. And most like everybody in here, my mind was like, oh, that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. How, how does that work? And, and so he explained to me what true intimacy with God was. Because I couldn't wrap my mind around it. But then he explained, and I, I wrapped my mind around it, and then he, he, it, it dawned on me that that is what God wants. He wants true intimacy with us. He wants that. He desires that. That's how he created us. Amen? You with me? I begin to understand that, and that's what I want to share with you this morning. But before we go any further, let me give you a couple of definitions of intimacy. The first one I came up with is a close, familiar usually affectionate or loving personal relationship with another person or a group. Another definition is a close association with a detailed knowledge or a deep understanding of. Now let's put these together in our relationship with Christ. Do we have a close, a familiar, a loving personal relationship with Christ? Do you know Christ that way? Do you know Him as an intimate for an intimate relationship. Do you know him like that? Evaluate your relationship right now. Do you know, are you close to him? Do you know his likes? Do you know his dislikes? Are you familiar with Jesus this morning? Do you know what his voice sounds like? Do you know what his voice sounds like? Do you, are, do you have this close personal relationship that he offers to everyone are you intimate with Jesus this morning? Are you intimate with your Savior? That's the question. What about the second definition? It says uh, a detailed knowledge, a close association, a deep understanding. Do you know about God? Do you know His character? Do you know what His Word says? Do you have a deep understanding? Do you have a knowledge of who God is? Now, granted, we're not going to be able to figure out God. He is God. His ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher. Even in there you go. There we go. 55, verse 8 and 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declare the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We're never going to fully understand and fully know the depths of our God. But the question I have for you this morning is, are you striving to grow in God? Are you striving to for this intimate relationship, a deep understanding, a deep knowledge. Are you striving for that? Because we should be. We should be taking our intimacy with God to a new level. Our relationship with God to a new level. I want you to picture this, this dinner scene. If we have that, do we have that picture? So picture this dinner scene here. It's back out of the way. It's nice and it's quiet. It's designed for two. And when I think of intimacy with God, I think of this, this dinner scene where God's sitting at, at one chair and he's inviting you to sit at the other where it's just you and him. 
you and him talking, you and him conversing, you and him sharing dreams and desires. It's just you and him. It's intimate. God is desiring that. He's desiring that. You know, God loves it when we come together corporately and we worship like we did this morning. He loves that. He loves it when we come together and when we pray. He loves it when we come together and we grow together in our faith. But can I tell you that he loves the intimate time with just you and him. He loves the time when you are sitting at the table and it's just you two and you get to share dreams and you get to learn from him and, and, and share your heart. He loves that. He loves that. You know, we've done so many things as a church corporately that I have a fear that we've forgotten how to spend intimate time with Jesus. We get so busy corporately that we forget how to spend intimate time. And listen, the church should never replace the intimacy that you should have with God. Let me say that again. The church should never replace the one-on-one intimacy that you should have with God. That should come first. That should come first. It's more, imper- more important to have intimacy with God personally than it is to be involved various ways corporately. Jesus came for you. God sent his son for you, a relationship, an intimate relationship. So today, we're going to talk about an intimate relationship, intimacy with God, spending time at the table. He's inviting you. He's inviting you to the table. He's inviting you to the tent. He wants to have a tent meeting with you. If you got your Bibles, I want you to go to Exodus chapter 33. And I want to share with you what I'm talking about. Exodus chapter 33 and and verse 7. It says, now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance of theirs, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went in there, the pillar of cloud would come down and and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of clouds standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at their own tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. Moses understood what it was to be intimate with God. Moses understood what it was to go to the tent and have an inquiring with God, to get into the tent, just him and God, to have intimacy with God. He understood what that meant. He understood the importance of that. The Bible says that he talked to God face to face like I'm talking to you today. Can you imagine that? Talking to the creator of the world face to face. I can't even wrap my mind around that. I don't know. Would I be speechless? Would I have even words to say? Would I be too terrified to even open my mouth? Maybe I'd be comfortable because I spend so much time with God. I don't know. Maybe you would be comfortable. Hopefully we would be comfortable because we spend time with God. But seeing him face to face, communicating with him face to face, I don't know. Moses was intimate with God. He had a loving, a personal relationship that went beyond the norm. He had true intimacy. But I'll tell you this morning, Moses paid the price. 
Will you pay the price? Will I pay the price for true intimacy? Will I pay the price to get into the tent? Will I pay the price to sit at the table with Jesus? Will I pay that price? I tell you this morning, the the word or the price tag is summed up with one word. And that word is sacrifice. That price tag is sacrifice. And it comes in various ways. It comes in different forms. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's sacrifice. And there are three areas in which I believe that God is calling us to sacrifice, calling us how to get into a greater intimacy with Him. He's calling us to the tent. He's calling us to sit at the table. He's calling that to you and to I, for me today. Will we be, will be, will, sorry, we be willing to pay the price? Will we be willing to sacrifice? The first area I see is that we've got to sacrifice our time. And it's so hard to sacrifice our time. We are selfish with our time. We want things our way, our time. You know, we're, we've got, we're so busy. We're selfish with our time. And we can be lazy because it takes work to sacrifice our time. You know, an intimate relationship with, with your spouse, it takes work. It takes you not being selfish but compromising. It takes you not being lazy but working together. Can I tell you this morning, when you sacrifice your time, when you work at your relationship with God, it, it takes work. It takes work. We've got to be willing to work and work hard. It's easy. It's easy to work on a relationship when we're in the church setting and we're worshiping and the presence of God is so thick and, and real and lives are being changed. It's easy to work on a relationship then. It's easy to sacrifice our time then. You know, when it's difficult is that Thursday morning when you've had a long week and you look at your day and you know that you have got meetings all day long. You know as soon as meetings are over that you've got to run home, you've got to cook some sloppy joes for dinner and run your kids to practice. It's hard to work on your relationship then. It's hard to sacrifice then. But we need to do it. We need to learn how to work hard at sacrificing our time. Intimacy takes work. It takes time. We've got to be willing to do it. Moses was accustomed to setting up the tent of meeting. That means that he was used to sacrificing his time. He met on a consistent basis. He saw the importance of that. Do you meet with God on a consistent basis? Do you sit at the table on a consistent basis? Are you in the tent on a consistent basis? If not, why? We have got to grow in that. We've got to grow in that. There is importance of getting to the tent. There's importance in in growing our relationship with God and taking it to a new level. And I'll tell you, when you do that, people notice. People notice. Moses was honored by having his set time. In verse 8, it says, Whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people stood at the entrances to their tent, watching Moses until he entered. They stood up and they, they, they noticed the priority that Moses set. They honored him. Can I tell you this morning, when you set a priority of sacrificing your time, you set a priority of honoring your time with God and going to the tent and sitting at the table, God will honor you. God will honor you. He will honor you. What does that look like for you? Sacrificing our time, what does that look like? Maybe it's you give up an hour of TV and spend that time with God. Maybe it's you get up an hour early 
to spend that time with God. Maybe it's you don't work so much at your job, and you get off early, and you spend time with God. Whatever you have to do, the list can go on and on and on, but whatever you have to do, I challenge you to sacrifice time and get to the tent. Sit at the table. Grow your intimacy with God. Grow it today. And the fact is, is we make time for the things that are important to us. We make time for the things that are important. I want to challenge you this morning. Make time for sacrifice. Make time for the tent. Make time at the table with God. Make time. It's going to be well worth your time. I understand that the sacrificing time in today's world is, is difficult because we are busy people and we have these crazy schedules. But I'm telling you, we, that's why it's called sacrifice. Sometimes we just need to slow it down. I, I think all the time we just need to slow it down and get ourselves to the tent. Slow it down and, and, and grow our intimacy with God. Slow it down and hear from God. Give God our time. Sacrifice our time. I guarantee it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. We will just learn to do this. And nobody has arrived. We all could spend more time in the tent. We all could spend more time, intimate time with God. We all could. We've got to be willing to pay that price, to sacrifice our time. Another area that we need to sacrifice is sacrifice our will. Sacrifice our plans. Sacrifice our agendas. And it's hard. It's hard to do this because we want things done our way. Anybody want things done their way? You clean the house, you want it done your way. You make dinner, you want it done your way. You know, you, whatever, you want it done your way. You want it done in your timing. I don't want to wait, I want it done now. You want to treat people the way that you want. You want your will, I want my will, my plan, my agenda. We want those always to go through as pressing. We want to make sure that we are heard. We want to make sure that that we are, are being heard by others. And it's a challenge. It's a challenge to give up our will. It's a challenge to give up our plan. Even here on earth, it's a challenge. You know, when you're following what the boss says when you totally disagree. Anybody? Following, you're giving up your will. For you student, you're following the teacher when you just don't understand. You're following the rules when you think better. You know, we, we argue with that. We struggle with that because we think we are right all the time. We have to have our way, our will, our agenda. And sometimes we'll even fight with others to make sure that our way is heard, our plan is heard, our agenda is going through. Can I tell you this morning that some of us will even fight with God? We'll fight with God because we think we know better. God, I want you to, to move this way. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. We will fight with God. And what we're doing there is we are putting God in a box. We're putting God in a box, and we're saying, God, you can move in this church. Yes, we ask you to, but only move this way. Only move this way. God, you can, you can move in my life. You can show yourself to me, but only show this much, or only show me this. God, I ask that you would move in our situation and, 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 and provide and all these things, but only do it this way. What we're doing is we're asking God, but then we're putting him in a box and say, only do it this way. How dare we? How dare we tell God what to do? Think about that. When you do that, you're telling God what to do. How dare we do that? We've got to learn to sacrifice our will. 
We've got to learn to sacrifice, to give up our plan, our agenda. It's difficult. It's hard. This morning, what we need to do is adopt the mentality of Jesus. Adopt the mentality of Jesus. In Matthew 26, verse 39, it says, Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground, and he prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Listen to this last part. Yet not as I will, but as you will. That should be our mentality right there. Not as I will, not as I plan, not as I, my agenda, but as you, oh God. That's what Jesus was saying here. He's saying, God, I really don't want to do this. It's going to be hard. It's going to be painful. But nonetheless, if it's your will, I'm going to do it. We need to adopt this mentality. It's going to be hard. It can be challenging sometimes. But nonetheless, God, it's your will. So may it be done. May it be done. We've got to wake up and realize it's not about Dave Lutz. It's not about you. It's about the Father, the will of the Father. Sacrifice our will. Picture a Christian community when everybody sacrifices their will to the fathers. What would that look like? What would it look like? What would the church look like? I guarantee that there probably wouldn't be any church splits the church wouldn't split up and, and break off from one another because we're all following the will of the Father. The will of the Father is unity. There wouldn't be uh, discords of, un of disunity. There wouldn't be these things that we all face in, in our church world today because we all would be following the will of the Father. The church would be completely full because the will of the Father is for us to go out and to fulfill the Great Commission. We've got to sacrifice our will. Sacrifice. Give it up. Give it up to God. Get to the tent. Get to the tent. Sit at the table. When you throw your will aside, your plan, your agenda, that's what you're doing. You're walking in there and say, God, it's just you and me. What do you want? Where do you want me? What do you want from me? See, some people are, are planners. Imagine your, your life is this piece of paper on the clipboard here. And at age 10 or 5 or 8 or whatever, you've got your whole life planned. Yeah, I'm going to get married at 19. I'm going to have my kids by 24. I'm going to serve in the choir. I'm going to attend a missions trip. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you've got your whole life planned out for you. And then you hear something like, take your relationship to a different level. Have greater intimacy with God. And you, you wrestle with that because that's not on your clipboard. That's not on your plan. I, I can't give up time to, uh, to get into the tent. I can't give up time to sit at the table because that doesn't fall into my plan. Can I tell you this morning, we've got to get rid of the plan. We've got to get rid of our will, rid of our agenda. We've got to take what we've planned and we've got to throw it to the side and we've got to get in to the tent. We've got to inquire of the Lord. We've got to grow in our intimacy with God. I tell you, there's nothing wrong with plans. There's nothing wrong with setting goals. But when you are so set in meeting those goals that you give up time in the tent, and you give up intimacy with God, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a big problem. Sacrifice your plan. Sacrifice your agenda. Sacrifice your will. Give it up to God. 
Get in the tent. Get in the tent. Your time, your will. The third area that we need to sacrifice is we need to sacrifice our image. Sometimes our image gets in the way of our intimacy. Because we walk into the church and we have this image. And it holds us back. It holds us back. Some might not dance at the altar because you've got an image. Some may not even come up to the altar and cry and pray because you've got an image. Some won't be used in the gifts of the Spirit because you have an image. What will people think? We've got to be willing to sacrifice our image and say, God, here I am. Here I am. The real. Dave Lutz, the real. Here I am. And you know, our, our image will change when our level of intimacy changes. If you're, if you're married, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know, when you first get married, you, your hair's all done up, and you got your poof thing going, and or guys, you got your, your comb over, whatever you're doing to look good before you go pick up your date. But then after you're married, you're, you just, ah, you just let it go. Or you look, you get your makeup, you got your makeup on, you look at, you got blush and eyeliner and all that stuff I don't even know what it's called or used for, but you've got it. And you wear it to look good, but then after you, you're married, after your intimacy is developed a little more, you just, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. Or how about this? You, you go and you pick up your date, and your car is clean. It's nice. you got the air freshener going on. It's, you're ready. But then after you're married, after your intimacy is developed, your car looks you know, something like that. Can I tell you this morning that our image changes when we're intimate, when our intimacy changes, the same thing is true with God. When you develop greater intimacy with God, you lay down your image and you get to the point where you say, I don't care. It's not about looking good. It's about my relationship with God. It's about getting into the tent. It's about sitting at the table. I'm sacrificing my image. God, take me. Eye boogers and all. Take me. Sweatiness and all. Take me, God. Be real. Be real. Sacrifice your image. Sacrifice your image. Some want to go to a greater level of intimacy with God, but you're afraid to let go. Sacrifice it. Sacrifice it. Let me ask you a question. Would you be willing to be humiliated for the kingdom of God? Would you be willing to be embarrassed for the kingdom of God? King David was. King David was in, in 2 Samuel chapter 6. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn there real quick. 2 Samuel chapter 6 and, and verse 16. It says, As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michael, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And after she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. Let me skip down to verse 20. When David returned home, to bless his household, Michael's daughter, son of Saul, came out to meet him and said, How the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, disrobing in the sight of the slave girls of her servants as a vulgar fellow would. David said, It was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people. I love this. I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this. I will be humiliated in my own eyes. King David was willing to sacrifice his image to leap and to jump and to dance 
because of the goodness of God. He was intimate with God. He knew what God had done. He had sat at the table. He had been in the tent. He was willing to sacrifice his image. Are you? Are you willing to give up your image? Are you willing to sacrifice that? Because when you say, God, here I am, you're saying, God, mistakes and all, here I am. Mess-ups and all, sin and all, eye-boogers and all, image and all, take it, God. Take it. When you sacrifice your image, you're stepping into the tent. That's what we need to do, church. The word sacrifice is hard in our vocabulary. It's hard to do. It's hard. But when I, I, I let me tell you that if you want to go to the next level in anything, it requires sacrifice. You want to go to the next level in your sports, teenager, adult, whoever, it's going to require sacrifice for you to practice. You want to go to the next level in your marriage, it's going to require sacrifice. You want to go to the next level in your job, it requires sacrifice. You want to have a greater intimacy with God, it requires sacrifice. We have got to be willing to sacrifice, to pay the price, to get to the tent, to get to the tent, to sit at the table. And let me tell you, when you do this, when you sacrifice your time, your will, your image, and you get in here, there are, there are blessings. There are blessings that go beyond what you can imagine. God wants to reward he wants to bless. He wants to, to give something to his kids as they sit at the table, as they get into the tent. There's blessings. Intimacy with God brings a deep understanding of who God is. You want to know who God is? Get into the tent. It helps you understand the nature of God. It helps you develop the God-like qualities in your life. It helps you to figure out why God's heart beats the way that it does. It helps you love like God loves. I don't know about you, but I don't have God figured out. And I sure want to know more about God. I want to understand Him. I want to know who He is. So I need to be willing to pay the price. I need to be willing to sacrifice. I need to be willing to do that. And I tell you, the more time that you sit at the table, the more time that you're in the tent, the more that you're going to understand who God is and the more that you're going to be coming and you're going to be looking like Him in your thoughts, in your actions, in your motivations, and all of that, you're going to begin to look like God more and more. We need to be at the tent, sit at the table. Intimacy with God brings clearer direction for your life. Does anybody need clear direction for your life, for your job, for your family, for your ministry? We all need clearer direction. We all need to hear from God. We all need to get into the tent. That's where we're getting it, church. That's where we're going to receive it. He will make our paths clear for us. He will show us the direction for our future. Several years ago, Sonny and I bought a, a house, and uh, we got a great deal on it. It was in a great neighborhood. It was an underpriced house, and we bought it. And it was, it was awesome. We loved it. We had Reagan in this house. And, and uh, three years later, uh, we were praying and just talking about it. We felt God speak to us about selling this house. And it didn't make sense to us at the time. We're like, God, you provided this house. You, you gave it to us. Why would we sell it? Why would we do that? 
I didn't understand. But I committed it to prayer, and I said, okay, God, I'm going to pray about this. Sonny's going to pray about this. We're going to talk about this. We're going to dwell upon this, and then we're just going to trust you. And after prayer, God still said, sell it. Okay. So we put a sign up in our yard, and, and we sold in two weeks, less than two weeks. It was sold. And we, we moved into an apartment, and we, we were like, okay, God, we're just trusting you. You know, six months later, we moved. Six months later, we left the state. We moved 600 miles away. I didn't know that. Sonny didn't know that. God knew that. And I believe it's because I spent time in prayer. I spent time hearing from God, listening to God, time in the tent that God made our path clear for us where we wouldn't have this house 600 miles away having to deal with it. No, God will give us clarity in our future if we will get there. If we will get there. We need it. Every step of the day, we're coming in contact with people and circumstances where we're going to say, God, what do I do? God, what do I do? I need you. And God will reward you. God will bless you if you put your time in. If you sacrifice. If you give it to Him. There's one more thing. One more blessing that I want to share with you that God will give you if you, you grow in your intimacy with God. Are you ready? Are you still awake? If you're sleeping, just elbow your neighbor and tell them to wake up. Because this one's a good one. This one's a good one. People, if you'll go ahead and come. Intimacy with God, check this out, brings a smile to his face. Intimacy with God brings a smile to his face. Do you know it's, it's God's design to be intimate with you? When he created Adam and Eve, he walked into Genesis. It talks about him walking in the garden with them, talking with them. He wanted that relationship. He wanted that intimate relationship that he has that desire. And so when we sit at the table, when we get into the tent, he's, he's looking and he's smiling, he's saying, that's my son. That's my daughter. I love that. I love that. This morning, before I came into the church, you know, I, I kissed my wife goodbye, and I went into Reagan's room, and I kissed her on the forehead. And I, she was half asleep, half awake, and I just kissed her, and, and I was going to sneak off. And she's like, Daddy, Daddy. And I said, yeah, baby. She said, I love you. I love you. And right then, my heart's like, oh, that's my daughter. I didn't ask her. I didn't pay her to say that. I didn't do anything. She just said, Daddy, I love you. See, I have that that close relationship with my daughter, that intimate relationship. And, and when she said that, it brought a smile to my face. Can I tell you this morning that when you sit at the table, that brings a smile to God's face. When you get into the tent, that brings a smile to God's face. He's saying, that's my son. That's my daughter. My daughter, my son, desires to spend that one-on-one -on -one time with you, that intimate time. Church, it's not easy. It requires you and I to sacrifice. Will you sacrifice? Will you give up your time? Will you give up your will? Will you give up your image? So what's happening is God is standing there with an invitation to you. He's saying, I got one more seat open at the table just for you.
room in the tomb just for you. How is your intimacy with God? How is your relationship? Are you intimate with the Father? I want you to close your eyes. I want you to think about that. Do you have a great intimacy with God? Do you know Him in a personal, loving way? Do you have a detailed knowledge of Him? Do you have a close association with Him? How is your intimacy with God? Maybe this morning you say, Pastor Dave, I don't even know who God is. I've never asked God into my heart. I don't know what true intimacy is. But I want to ask God into my heart today. I want to make God my Savior. And if that's you, I'd just like you to lift your hand. You want to make God your Savior. You want to rededicate your heart, your life to God. You want to say, God, today I want to have intimacy with you. Today I want to sit at that table with you. That's you. We're just going to wait just a, a few seconds. Just lift your hand. We want to pray for you. You want to say, I want to have intimacy with God. I want to, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. If that's you, I'd just like you to invite you to meet me down here. If you raise your hand for the first time, you say, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. I want to have intimacy with God. I want to invite you to come and, and meet with me here. I want to pray for you. Just a few seconds. I want to challenge you, church, this morning. Take your level, take your relationship with God to a new level. Grow in your intimacy. If you want to grow in your intimacy, I want to challenge you, stand up right where you're at. You want to grow in your intimacy with God, stand up right where you're at. Begin to lift your hands and say, God, I desire more. God, I desire more. I want to grow in my intimacy with you. I want to take my relationship to a new level. God, I need you today. God, help me to get into the tent. God, help me to sit at the table. God, help me to sacrifice my time, my will, my image. Help me today, God. Father, I pray for, for every person that's standing today, God. I pray that you would give them strength. Give them strength, God, to sacrifice. Give them strength and ideas to sacrifice their time. Give them strength to sacrifice their will. Give them strength to sacrifice their image before you, God. I pray, Father, that you would grow in their intimacy. God, that you would grow in their blessings that you're giving them, God. Give them a deep understanding of who you are. God, give them clarity in their direction, Father. God, I pray that you would help us this week to spend time in the tent, to spend time at the table with you, God. Help us. God, help us. Make us more like you, Jesus. Make us more like you. God, help us today. Jesus. Church, it takes sacrifice. It takes sacrifice. But it's well worth it. It's well worth it. I encourage you this week, sit at the table. Get into the tent. 
God in your life. Let your intimacy with him grow to a new level. Father, we thank you for your mighty presence in this place. We give you praise today, God. We thank you for the challenge, God, and I pray that you would strengthen us to meet the challenge. God, this week, help us to spend our time with you. Take us to a new relationship, a new level, God, with you. God, we thank you for your many blessings. We'll give you praise this morning, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you all for coming this morning. If you promise not to tell pastor, we'll let you out before noon. Okay? I'm just kidding. God bless everyone. Have a good, great afternoon.